0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The money, they made it. They started off poor and they made the money. Okay? That's fine, and I see what they're saying, but no one has ever self-anything. We all got help somewhere, didn't we? We all got help. let's, Let's have a show of hands for some of this. How many of you, okay, there's some guys in here, and some, some of the ladies may be mechanics too. How many of you, the first time you worked on a vehicle, you got help? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. Me too. I changed oil, changed oil, and I got help. I've changed spark plugs before. I got help. I changed different things in a vehicle, and I got help. I remember showing up, and, and, and now, I mean, I still get help. I go to get oil changes. I get help. Why? Because I've tried it, and I didn't like doing it. It's, and I was like, I remember asking the mechanic friend of mine, I was like, so I'm only going to save 5 to $7 if I do it myself? And he's like, yeah, that's about it, bro. And I said, this makes no sense. This makes no sense. But I got help. When I first learned to read, I got help from someone. I remember we were learning to read in kindergarten. And I remember I wasn't so good at first, but I got help. And in first grade, I really started to learn to read. And in second grade, I was a good reader. But I got help. Someone taught me. I got help from my parents and the scriptures. You know how many times I've walked somewhere or needed a ride somewhere and someone gave me a ride over the years? I got help. None of us is self-made We all got help from somebody, mom, dad, an uncle, an aunt, a pastor, a friend, a mentor, a connect group leader. We've got help from somebody. So we need to get to the place where we acknowledge and we say, God, I'm dependent on you. And I see that I've been dependent on others, too. I've gotten help, Lord. You've been there. And in the same way, we say, you know what? I'm going to fall on Jesus because whoever falls on this stone will be broken. And I guarantee you, you need brokenness. Some of the greatest victories and greatest things in my life happened after I came to a place of brokenness. On Sunday, I mentioned to you about losing my mom to cancer. But I've had other things happen in my life. Man, where I got to the end of myself, maybe a situation I put myself in, and it brought great brokenness. And every time there's been brokenness in my life where I just felt broken, maybe even heartbroken, from my own decisions or the decisions of others, it always led me into a new and better season. I noticed that. Every single time because it would push me when I would humble myself and be broken before God and say, it's just messed up, I can't fix this. God would usher me into a next season and I would seek God and he would show me what to do next. So without it, without it, without humility, there's no brokenness. Point three tonight, why humility matters. Why on earth would humility matter so much? Well, look at this. It opens the door to Repentance. If you're humble and you're really broken, then you're going to be able to repent. Let's go to 1 John 1, 1.8. Went through some of these verses on Sunday. 1 John 1, 1.8, but I wanted to go over it again tonight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all what? Unrighteousness. Look at verse 10. If we say... It repeats itself. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. Saying, I didn't sin. It's calling God a liar. you got to be humble to be able to repent. Have you ever, have you ever had a bad uh, apology? You ever had a bad apology? Given a bad apology? I have. Even since I've been married, I've had a bad apology before. Where I apologize, and I don't know if I didn't feel I was I don't know if I didn't feel I was wrong or if I just thought I was right. Or I'm like, well, you know, I'm sorry that you felt that way type thing. That's not a humble apology, is it? Can you imagine telling God that? I'm sorry that this offends you, God. But there's a different way of saying that. If you're truly humble, you say, I'm sorry, God, that this offended you and it grieved you. It upset you. It grieved your spirit. I really am sorry. It can open the door to repentance if you're truly humble you got to get to a place where you say, you know what? I've made mistakes. I've sinned. I've done it the wrong way, and I can't make it without you, God. I need you. I need your forgiveness. It makes you able to admit you're wrong. You ever dealt with someone who had a hard time admitting they were wrong? I have. makes for strange relationships when people don't apologize. Strange relationships. Okay? And don't get me wrong. There's been times in my life where I've apologized, and I did not want to. But I knew it was the right thing to do. And sometimes you just got to step out in faith and do it. And say, man, I I know that whether I see it or not, I need to apologize about this. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've had some poor, poor apologies that I've been given. But I've also given out some poor apologies all because of my pride. For whatever reason, saying, well, I really wasn't wrong. Well, if you really don't think you were wrong, then just don't apologize. If you really, really, really are that certain about it. But if you kind of have an inkling and a feeling that you were wrong, even just a little bit, you should be able to apologize to God and to others. That's important. Humility opens the door to repentance. Hmm. I had a a friend growing up that even if you would call him out on stuff, he would always make a joke of it. He couldn't apologize. And even, even when he apologized, it was so so humorous to him it was almost like it was strained and forced even when he apologized it was fake and if you knew the guy then you would understand this guy he was so insecure but he came across as so proud i went to junior high with this guy years and years ago nearing 30 years ago now and what what was the deal with him well he was too proud to admit he was wrong He was too proud. He was too proud. And his apologies were always like with a laugh. And I never forgot that. I never forgot that. Even when he would apologize, he was like, almost like, sorry, it bothered you. It was almost an inconvenience to him. And I never forgot that. And I remember thinking, man, Lord, that is not the way to be. Just a rotten apology, a rotten attitude when it was time to apologize. That is so strange to me. I've done it before, but man, I want to humble myself, and I want to I make sure that I'm able to go to God and say, Lord, I'm really sorry, not because I just want to get into heaven, not just because I want to force myself to be right with you and fake it until I make it. No, God, I want to apologize because this was wrong and this hurts you, God. This is against your word. This is against the standards you set up. God, I'm sorry, and I apologize. I'm really sorry, and I want to be able to do that with God and with people. I've even done this with people where I didn't completely understand how I offended them, but I knew I offended them. So I said, you know what, I'm going to make this a, a moment where I just, I'm just an adult, where I say, you know what, I apologize for that. I don't get it, but I know I hurt you and I offended you. I don't completely understand this, but I don't have to understand it. I'm wrong somehow because I really hurt your feelings. Now, we can talk about it or whatever, but I'm wrong. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. That's a genuine apology. Man, it was not on my heart to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. It seems like I did damage here. Okay? If you're wondering about that noise, it's the wind. It's okay. So number four tonight. What's what's the big deal about humility? Why why humility matters? Number four tonight. It allows us to truly listen and learn. I think some of the times where I was not listening, (laughs) It's because I was too proud to listen. Not every time, but there's many times it's like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, no. Have you ever done that? I know, I know, I know, and then you're asking questions later because you weren't listening and you didn't know how to do it. And not, don't get me wrong, teenagers. Not just teenagers do that. Adults do it too. I pray you all learn while you're teenagers so you don't have to make mistakes like uh, us adults in that area. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, I, yeah, I got it, I got it. I've done that before with my wife. Oh, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait, did you, what did you say? Did you say? Today I didn't have a proud attitude, but I guess I just wasn't listening. We were making something together. And she says, would you grab me something from the pantry? And she was specific. She was specific. She wanted a certain type of can from the pantry. I brought a can that looked just like it, but it had a different something else. It was, there was a difference between mild and original. And I don't think I was just being proud, but I I know this. I just wasn't listening because I had it figured out in my head. So whether I was being willfully proud or not, in my mind, I said, I know what I need to get. I know what I think I heard, so I'm going to get that because I know what needs to be gotten from the pantry. Well, guess what? It was incorrect. It was incorrect. And then you know what I did? This was the proud part. I said, are you sure you said that? I asked her like twice. Are you sure? She goes, yes, I specifically said mild. And I said, oh, man, I got, I got original. I, I thought there was just original in there. And then I went back in, and sure enough, there was a mild of that can of whatever that I was looking for. So take the time. Don't let pride get in the way. Humility is going to allow you to truly listen and learn. Have you ever noticed when you really want to learn and you're humbly asking and you're listening, you actually pick it up really well? Have you noticed that? But you rush someone along? Yeah, 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 I know. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, no, it's good. Let's go on to the next thing. I have people do that with me. They're not listening and later they're asking me or they're, they're calling for help. I've talked to guys one-on-one about certain things and they ask me questions about their marriage. Nobody in here. But one-on-one with men and women and I knew they weren't listening when I gave them answers. I knew they weren't going to do it. I knew they weren't listening and guess what? They have an emergency later. But the emergency's on them because we've already talked about it. Their pride did not allow them to listen and learn. Let's go to Psalm 25, 9. Psalm 25, 9. The humble, this is is God and humble people. The humble, God guides in justice. The humble, he guides in justice. And the humble, he teaches his way. Isn't that interesting? It allows even God to teach you when you're humble. That's powerful. When you're humble, God can actually teach you. You say, I know it all. Well, you're not going to get much into your head, huh? Why? Pride blocks stuff. Pride blocks any new information from coming in. Because you say, I already have it figured out. I've already lived this. I know, I know, I know. And I've been there, man. I, w- I was that way with mom and dad growing up sometimes. And it, it never failed. I remember doing the I know, I know to mom and dad. See, we had a, a Christian bookstore. It was by the library. Now it's a house. People live there. It was a Christian bookstore, and there were times mom and dad would tell me how to do certain things, and I'd say, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, and I'd be ready to hang up with them, because I'd be there running the, like in eighth grade, I I was their after school manager for the shop, for the Christian bookstore and Bible store. And there were times they told me exactly how to do stuff, and I didn't listen, and guess what, I was in trouble later because I messed something up, or I just wasted time, their time, my time, somebody's time, because I didn't listen. My pride said, I already know this, but I really didn't know. So if you're interrupting, if you're interrupting a lot of the time, someone's trying to tell you something, your pride's getting in the way, okay? I have a tendency here, here and there to do that. I really do. I have to be careful. Thinking I know and I'm not listening, no, uh uh-uh. The humble he guides in justice and the humble he, what, teaches his way. That is powerful. So let's go through our four points again tonight. Why humility matters. Number one, it attracts God to your situation. Scripture says he resists the proud, but um, he gives grace to the humble. You know what? Along that point, let's go ahead and go to 2 Chronicles 7.14. I skipped that a while ago. Look how important this is for God to move on your behalf or in your city or in your school or in your life or at your house. If my people who are called by my name, this is God speaking, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. That is powerful. Go back to the beginning of the verse. What does it say? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Simply humble themselves. Why do we get on our knees sometimes when we pray? We're humbling ourselves before God. So why humility matters? Number one, it attracts God. Number two, without it, there's no brokenness number three, humility opens the door to repentance. So does brokenness. And number four, it allows us to truly, truly listen and learn. All right? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes tonight. Right where you're seated, I just want you to humble yourselves before God tonight. That's the most important thing. I just want you to humble yourselves before God. I'm not going to say much. This is what's the money. They made it. They started off poor and they made the money. Okay? Well, that's fine, and I see what they're saying, but no one has ever self-anything. We all got help somewhere, didn't we? We all got help. Let, let's, let's have a show of hands for some of this. How many of you, okay, there's some guys in here, and some, some of the ladies may be mechanics too. How many of you, the first time you worked on a vehicle, you got help? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay. Me too. I changed oil change oil, and I got help. I've changed spark plugs before, I got help. I changed different things in a vehicle, and I got help. I remember showing up, and, and, and now, I mean, I still get help. I go to get oil changes, I get help. Why? Because I've tried it, and I didn't like doing it. It's <laughs> and I was like, I remember asking the mechanic friend of mine, I was like, so I'm only going to save 5 to $7 dollars if I do it myself? And he's like, yeah, that's about it, bro. And I said, this makes no sense. This makes no sense, but I got help. When I first learned to read, I got help from someone. I remember, we were learning to read in kindergarten. And I remember I wasn't so good at first, but I got help. And in first grade, I really started to learn to read. And in second grade, I was a good reader. But I got help. Someone taught me. I got help from my parents and the scriptures. You know how many times I've walked somewhere or needed to ride somewhere, and someone gave me a ride? Over the years, I got help. None of us is self-made. We all got help from somebody. Mom, dad, an uncle, an aunt, a pastor, a friend, a mentor, a connect group leader. We've got help from somebody. So we need to get to the place where we acknowledge and we say, God, I'm dependent on you. And I see that I've been dependent on others, too. I've gotten help, Lord. You've been there. And in the same way, we say, you know what? I'm going to fall on Jesus because whoever falls on this stone will be broken. And I guarantee you, you need brokenness. Some of the greatest victories and greatest things in my life happened after I came to a place of brokenness. On Sunday, I mentioned to you about losing my mom to cancer. But I've had other things happen in my life. Man, where I got to the end of myself, maybe a situation I put myself in, and it brought great brokenness. And every time there's been brokenness in my life where I just felt broken, maybe even heartbroken, from my own decisions or the decisions of others, it always led me into a new and better season. I noticed that. Every single time because it would push me when I would humble myself and be broken before God and say, it's just messed up. I can't fix this. God would usher me into a next season and I would seek God and he would show me what to do next. So without it. Without it, without humility. There's no brokenness. Point three tonight. Why humility matters. Why on earth would humility matter so much? Well, look at this. It opens the door to repentance. If you're humble and you're really broken, then you're going to be able to repent. Let's go to 1 John 1 eight. Went through some of these verses on Sunday. 1 John 1 eight, but I wanted to go over it again tonight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all what? Unrighteousness. Look at verse 10. If we say... It repeats itself. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. Saying, I didn't sin. It's calling God a liar. you got to be humble to be able to repent. Have you ever, have you ever had a bad uh, apology? You ever had a bad apology? Given a bad apology? I have. Even since I've been married, I've had a bad apology before. Where I apologize, and I don't know if I didn't feel I was I don't know if I didn't feel I was wrong or if I just thought I was right. Or I'm like, well, you know, I'm sorry that you felt that way type thing. That's not a humble apology, is it? Can you imagine telling God that? I'm sorry that this offends you, God. But there's a different way of saying that. If you're truly humble, you say, I'm sorry, God, that this offended you and it grieved you. It upset you. It grieved your spirit. I really am sorry. It can open the door to repentance if you're truly humble you got to get to a place where you say, you know what, I've made mistakes, I've sinned, I've done it the wrong way, and I can't make it without you, God. I need you. I need your forgiveness. It makes you able to admit you're wrong. You ever dealt with someone who had a hard time admitting they were wrong? I have. makes for strange relationships when people don't apologize. Strange relationships. Okay? And don't get me wrong, there's been times in my life where I've apologized and I did not want to but I knew it was the right thing to do. And sometimes you just got to step out in faith and do it and say, man, I I know whether I see it or not, I need to apologize about this. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've had some poor, poor apologies that I've been given, but I've also given out some poor apologies all because of my pride. For whatever reason, saying, well, I really wasn't wrong. Well, if you really don't think you were wrong, then just don't apologize. If you really, really, really are that certain about it. But if you kind of have an inkling and a feeling that you were wrong, even just a little bit, you should be able to apologize to God and to others. That's important. Humility opens the door to repentance. Hmm. I had a a friend growing up that even if you would call him out on stuff, he would always make a joke of it. He couldn't apologize. And even, even when he apologized, it was so so humorous to him it was almost like it was strained and forced even when he apologized it was fake and if you knew the guy then you would understand this guy he was so insecure but he came across as so proud I went to junior high with this guy years and years ago nearing 30 years ago now and what what was the deal with him well he was too proud to admit he was wrong He was too proud. He was too proud. And his apologies were always like with a laugh. And I never forgot that. I never forgot that. Even when he would apologize, he was like, ha, almost like, sorry, it bothered you. It was almost an inconvenience to him. And I never forgot that. And I remember thinking, man, Lord, that is not the way to be. Just a rotten apology, a rotten attitude when it was time to apologize. That is so strange to me. I've done it before, but man, I want to humble myself and I want to I want to make sure that I'm able to go to God and say, Lord, I'm really sorry. Not because I just want to get into heaven, not just because I want to force myself to be right with you and fake it until I make it. No, God, I want to apologize because this was wrong and this hurts you, God. This is against your word. This is against the standards you set up. God, I'm sorry. And I apologize. I'm really sorry. And I want to be able to do that with God and with people. I've even done this with people where I didn't completely understand how I offended them, but I knew I offended them. So I said, you know what, I'm going to make this a, a moment where I just I'm just an adult. Where I say, you know what, I apologize for that. I don't get it, but I know I hurt you and I offended you. I don't completely understand this, but I don't have to understand it. I'm wrong somehow because I really hurt your feelings now. We can talk about it or whatever, but I'm wrong. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. That's a genuine apology. Is, man, it was not on my heart to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. It seems like I did damage here. Okay? If you're wondering about that noise, it's the wind. It's okay. So number four tonight. What's, what's the big deal about humility? Why, why humility matters? Number four tonight. It allows us to truly listen and learn. I think some of the times where I was not listening It's because I was too proud to listen. Not every time, but there's many times it's like, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. Have you ever done that? I know, I know, I know, and then you're asking questions later because you weren't listening and you didn't know how to do it. And don't get me wrong, teenagers. Not just teenagers do that. Adults do it too. I pray you all learn while you're teenagers so you don't have to make mistakes like uh, uh, us adults in that area. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, I got it, I got it. I've done that before with my wife. Oh, okay, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait, did you s- what did you say? Did you say, today I didn't have a proud attitude, but I guess I just wasn't listening. We were making something together. And she says, would you grab me something from the pantry? And she was specific. She was specific. She wanted a certain type of can from the pantry. I brought a can that looked just like it, but it had a different something else. It was, there was a difference between mild and original. And I don't think I was just being proud, but I I know this. I just wasn't listening because I had it figured out in my head. So whether I was being willfully proud or not, in my mind, I said, I know what I need to get. I know what I think I heard, so I'm going to get that because I know what needs to be gotten from the pantry. Well, guess what? It was incorrect. It was incorrect. And then you know what I did? This was the proud part. I said, are you sure you said that? I asked her like twice. Are you sure? She goes, yes, I specifically said mild. And I said, oh, man, I got, I got original. I, I thought there was just original in there. Th- and then I went back in, and sure enough, there was a mild of that can of whatever that I was looking for. So take the time. Don't let pride get in the way. Humility is going to allow you to truly listen and learn. Have you ever noticed when you really want to learn and you're humbly asking and you're listening, you actually pick it up really well? Have you noticed that? But you rush someone along? Yeah, 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 I know. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, no, it's good. Let's go on to the next thing. I have people do that with me. They're not listening and later they're asking me or they're, they're calling for help. I've talked to guys one-on-one about certain things and they ask me questions about their marriage. Nobody in here. But one-on-one with men and women and I knew they weren't listening when I gave them answers. I knew they weren't going to do it. I knew they weren't listening and guess what? They have an emergency later. But the emergency's on them because we've already talked about it. Their pride did not allow them to listen and learn. Let's go to Psalm 25, 9. Psalm 25, 9. The humble, this is, this is God and humble people. The humble, God guides in justice. The humble, he guides in justice. And the humble, he teaches his way. Isn't that interesting? It allows even God to teach you when you're humble. That's powerful. When you're humble, God can actually teach you. You say, I know it all. Well, you're not going to get much into your head, huh? Why? Pride blocks stuff. Pride blocks any new information from coming in because you say, I already have it figured out. I've already lived this. I know, I know, I know. And I've been there, man. I, w- I was that way with mom and dad growing up sometimes, and it, it never failed. I remember doing the I know, I know to mom and dad. See, we had a, a Christian bookstore. It was by the library. Now it's a house. People live there. It was a Christian bookstore, and there were times mom and dad would tell me how to do certain things, and I'd say, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, and I'd be ready to hang up with them because I'd be there running the, like in eighth grade, I I was their after-school manager for the shop, for the Christian bookstore and Bible store. And there were times they told me exactly how to do stuff, and I didn't listen, and guess what, I was in trouble later because I messed something up, or I just wasted time, their time, my time, somebody's time, because I didn't listen. My pride said, I already know this, but I really didn't know. So if you're interrupting, if you're interrupting a lot of the time, someone's trying to tell you something, your pride's getting in the way, okay? I have a tendency here, here and there to do that. I really do. I have to be careful. Thinking I know and I'm not listening, no, uh uh-uh. The humble he guides in justice and the humble he, what, teaches his way. That is powerful. So let's go through our four points again tonight. Why humility matters. Number one, it attracts God to your situation. Scripture says he resists the proud, but um, he gives grace to the humble. You know what? Along that point, let's go ahead and go to 2 Chronicles 7.14. I skipped that a while ago. Look how important this is for God to move on your behalf or in your city or in your school or in your life or at your house. If my people who are called by my name, this is God speaking, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. That is powerful. Go back to the beginning of the verse. What does it say? If my people were called by my, ni- my, my name will humble themselves. Simply humble themselves. Why do we get on our knees sometimes when we pray? We're humbling ourselves before God. So why humility matters. Number one, it attracts God. Number two, without it, there's no brokenness. Number three, humility opens the door to repentance. So does brokenness. And number four, it allows us to truly, truly listen and learn. All right? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes tonight. Right where you're seated, I just want you to humble yourselves before God tonight. That's the most important thing. I just want you to humble yourselves before God. I'm not going to say much. This is what.